0: Ew. I'm
1: I'm KC. And this is Shadow, Shadow Secrets. Secrets. Bringing to you what's done in the dark. Okay, guys, this is the very first ever episode of Shadow Secrets. <laughs> Me and my co-host L have been plotting, planning, deceiving, trying, working. We've been doing a lot we've been doing a lot uh, when it comes to to this podcast right here. It started from so many different avenues and I think after it's been what four years? I'm known about four years. You locked in, bro. Uh, it, yeah, it's about it's about time. I know I've been stressed.
0: I was stressed.
1: (laughs) Like I know. Yeah, we've been stressed. So we decided that why not take our interest, true crime, the scary things lurking in the shadows, and channel that energy into just something productive. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be our true crime podcast. Bringing you unsolved crimes, solved crimes, crazy crimes, <laughs> murders. I mean, crimes. you think of it, we got it, we got it, we gon' have it. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So, I decided that I wanted to maybe reel you guys in with a little old sweet grandma because everybody loves grandmas, right? Maybe. I don't Grandma's all right. It ain't perfect. It could be better. Not
0: this grandma. Not Not this this grandma, but she looked like (laughs) one. They (laughs) They
1: said she was what? She wasn't even as old as she looked. Like The lady is crazy. Okay? So, we bring you one of the worst roommates ever. Like, life, listen, before we even get into this, you gotta choose your roommates wisely.
0: You can't stay with
1: everybody. You can't stay with everybody. Like, I could take it on a tangent, but you you can't.
0: You cannot.
1: You can't stay with everybody. So, her name was... Um, and I, I wrote the pronunciation out specifically <laughs> for this reason. Because I felt like I was gonna jack it up.
0: You got this. Mm. Dorothea.
1: Dorothea. Dorothea Puente. Mm-hmm. That's better than what I could have been. Look. Puente.
0: Puente, Puente.
1: Puente. Puente. Look low Loki, it spelled how it sounds. But me, ew, we had some good old Southern people. We can't just it don't it don't roll like that Something for me. Bells. It don't work like that for me. So, uh Dorothea Puente, known as the Death House Landlady. Why did you say landlord?
0: Yeah. I was just about to say that. It's very interesting. But okay, go yeah. off. So the death house
1: landlady. She was born on January 9th, nineteen twenty nine. She is an American convicted serial killer who ran a boarding house in the nineteen eighties in Sacramento, oh, she California. Was born
0: as Dorothy Gray.
1: Oh yes, she was. Ooh, Dorothea Gray. Mind you, y'all, try to keep up. This lady has a plethora of names. I started losing count at some point. <laughs> I just I just was like, bro, you'll get a husband. You'll get a husband. Like, she, she was going through, like, water. It's awful. So she is said to have drugged and killed at least nine of her tenants, some of which who were elderly, some mentally disabled before cashing in their social security checks. You're supposed to be taking care of these people. And you're taking their checks. And you're taking their checks. You just want their money. Yeah. See, people like that, you got to be careful. So, apparently, both of her parents were alcoholics. And her father repeatedly threatened to commit suicide in front of his children,
0: which is crazy. Traum- I wonder what's turned out crazy. She's traumatized. Thanks. She's traumatized.
1: She's traumatized. He's dramatic. Both parents drinking. Like, what are we? Re- like, what's really going on in the household right now? So he eventually dies of tuberculosis in 1937. She was a baby, but still,
0: Permanent years to be.
1: Traumatized, I should say the least.
0: Because she was born, and born in when 1920. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, because so she, she might have been like, when what? He, when he died.
1: Eight, yeah. maybe. That's, I mean, yeah, that's still long enough to be traumatized, though.
0: Yeah.
1: So, her mother, who worked as a sex worker, lost custody of them the next year. Mm. And then died in a motorcycle accident at nice. the end of that year. So, it was probably... A, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, like, you, Wait, what's a good thing? She gave up custody for oh, him okay, before yeah. she passed away. I mean, just give him a little that more time to lot, prepare, lot. I guess.
0: Goodness.
1: You know, it gave him time to get used to their the mama being trifling. Yeah. And then they could... They probably weren't as upset. <laughs> So, Puente and her siblings were subsequently sent to an orphanage, where I don't know how confirmed this is, but they say she was sexually abused in the orphanage. So, I don't know. Her first marriage at 16 in 1945 was to a soldier named Fred McFall. Fall? For F-A-U-L? Fall? hmm Fall. Yeah, Fall. McFall. Yeah. weird who had just returned from the Pacific Theater of World War II. So she got her army man. Oh. At 16. <laughs> but you know, they, they married quick. They be, yes. hey, my man said, I just went to war. Mm-hmm. I'm back. No, man. I'm finna go get married. So they had two daughters between 1946 and 1948. But she sent one child to go live with the relatives in Sacramento, And then put the other one up for adoption. And then she also. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Trigger warning for people, if anybody, trigger warning with pregnancies. But she then suffers a miscarriage. So she has no custody of any of her children. None. McFall then leaves later on that year in 1948. At the end of all that, he leaves. Like he's like I guess he's like I'm done mm-hmm. I, this is too much so in the spring of 1948 she's arrested for purchasing women's accessory using forged chicks in Riverside she pleads guilty to the two counts of forgery but she only gets four months in jail and three years probations. Probations.
0: probation Bruh. What? probation ah what
1: I'm gonna have to cut that cause I can't <laughs> only four months and three years probation for Forging Chicks.
0: I feel like, mm, she need more time. You need a little more time. You did need you just, a little more time. Did you did even learn your lesson? Some probation. No. I, I don't think she learned her lesson. No, she did. She definitely did not.
1: Uh, so, six months after her release, she leaves Riverside. I'm assuming her probation was up. I don't really know too much about the law. I don't mm-hmm. fool with the law. I don't fool with them. Mm-hmm. I stay in my lane. But in 1952, she marries a merchant seaman named Axel Brand Johansson in San Francisco. So now we've gone from Dorothea Gray what? to Dorothea McFall. McFall, and now we're Dorothea Johansson. Mm-hmm. Keep up if you can, because I promise y'all it gets crazy. So she created, first of all, a fake persona calling herself Taya Sang. Goyah, Neyarda, I, I don't know. I'm not going
0: to attempt to pronounce it.
1: Don't beat me up later. I promise y'all. It's not on purpose. I just struggled really, really bad. But she's portraying to be this <laughs> Muslim. Don't laugh me. <laughs> I just struggle. I just struggle really bad. It's okay. It's okay. It's got to be so, she's portraying to be this Muslim woman of Egyptian and Israeli descent, but she pale. I mean, I ain't gonna judge, because I mean, she could have been telling the truth, could have been, but we know she lying. Yes,
0: yeah,
1: she lied. She lied through her teeth, if she got any, she did, she did. So they have a really, really bad Rocky marriage and she takes advantage of the fact that he goes on these frequent sea trips and she's inviting men and in, like, into their house and gambling away his money. Like, yeah, it's crazy. this man going to work and he coming home to no money because you inviting men
0: over and you blowing right.
1: his money. She would have to go. Like, look, look, friend, this ain't going to work.
0: Mm-mm. It's just
1: not going to work. So, she is then arrested again in 1960, this time for owning and operating a bookkeeping firm as a front for a brothel in Sacramento. Wild. Like, she is mo- making all these moves, and she is, like, 40 years old. Like, if that, like, what What do you... Why are you running a brothel? Right. Like, come on, be for real. How about you operate an actual bookkeeping firm? I think that I think that'd be, yeah, be a good idea. I think that'd be a good idea. She was found guilty and was sentenced to guess what? much? Ninety days.
0: That's not
1: enough. She does not. You get four months. In For forgery,
0: I just feel like if she was on probation, like she should have just got more than ninety days anyway. Because you was already on probation. On probation, that so, don't make no sense. So they give her
1: ninety days in the Sacramento County Jail. The next year, her husband Johansson he has her briefly committed to Dewitt State Hospital after a binge of drinking, lying criminal behavior, and suicide attempts. I'm pretty sure she got that from her father. Yeah, I'm sure. Why are we doing all this? Like, girl, you have been to jail twice at this point. Just chill out. Like, just be, just be chill, bro. Like, she doing too much. So while there, her freaking doctors diagnosed her as a pathological liar with an unstable personality. I'm not shocked. Because when you think about it. This lady already is attempting to be fake people. Coming up with fake personas and just. she. First of all, her mama was crazy. Daddy was crazy. She traumatized. And you seeing like you changing names. Because you changing husbands. Like you change your droves. I will be confused on who I was. To my personality it would also probably be unstable. They divorced five years later in 1966, and although she continued to use his name for some time, like following their separation, like they were they were divorced. It was nothing. They no longer communicated. She just kept using his last name. I guess because that was maybe her favorite at the time. So. She then assumes the identity, though, because she changes her identity again. She is now Sharon Johansson.
0: Okay, well, where does Sharon even come from?
1: Where does Sharon even come from? Like, you need... So, now you just... But it's
0: like what you're doing that you feel like you got to keep changing your names. Like, you're clearly doing something you got no business doing.
1: Because why you keep changing your name? You don't went from... I... Like, y'all. Like, it's like six names at this point. I don't even know what to call her. So, as of at the moment, she has now been changed to Sharon Johansson. That, yes. And she is hiding her delinquent behavior by being this also lovely devout Christian woman. Hmm. Hmm. So, she establishes her reputation as a caregiver now. And she's providing these, like, young women with, like, a place to go from, par- from poverty and abuse. And, like, she's not charging them. Like, she's doing it for free. So she's getting this whole personality thing going. She's like, I'm this Christian. I'm so devout. I love God. I love helping people. Girl. Okay. Two years after this, because, you know, she divorces Johansson in 66. She's getting married again in 68. Like, she moving fast. She don't really (laughs) waste no time (laughs) when she trying to get a man. She was on a mission. She was on a mission. She said, no, I'm going to go get me my man, my man, my man. So, she marries Roberto Jose Puente. And that's where we get this current last name from. Now after sixteen months, about a good year and a half, or I say they separate, and she's like, "Oh, domestic abuse. He was knocking my head between uh, the wash I and the dryer." Dry. I highly doubt it. A
0: pathological liar
1: with an unstable
0: personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then that stuff though, he actually was on her. Nobody will believe her because <laughs> she she's not not a liar. unstable.
1: But yeah, I kind of, I mean. I get why nobody would believe her too, because, like you said, like she's got an unstable personality. Right. But in 1967, the year before that, she attempted to serve him with a divorce petition, but he fled to Mexico,
0: which is crazy. Because why are you fleeing? Well, <laughs> why are you fleeing? But all right, whatever.
1: So. The divorce wouldn't officially be finalized until 1973. So, like, we done spent, what, that's like seven years Mm -hmm. trying to get a freaking divorce from this man. And you just, like, he missing. Like, I can't get him. So, they would continue to have this, like, really bad, like, on and off again relationship. And she eventually files a restraining order in 1975. But continued to use his last name for more than 20 years. That so, what's that? He... Right?
0: Like, if he was being on you and doing all that, he would have got rid of that last name.
1: Thank you. I, 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 I personally feel like, especially if there's no kids involved, there's nothing tying you to this last name, nothing holding you to this. This man was being on you. So, following her divorce, she started focusing on running the boarding house. And that's where all of the trouble starts coming in. And this boarding house was located at 1426 F Street in Sacramento. Like, she loved at Sacramento. So she established herself as this, like, genuine resource to the community. Like, she was helping alcoholics. She's helping homeless people, the mentally ill. She's holding AA meetings. She's, like... Assisted individuals to sign up for their Social Security benefits, like this. I bet she was. She wanted to make sure you signed up she for she them benefits. To make sure you
0: had some Security.
1: So she is like really going in for her people. Like that's that's just the vibe she's giving. So she changed her image to that of this respectable older. Woman by just putting on these old vintage clothes. So she's wearing these large grandma glasses and she's letting her hair turn gray. And she's like, okay, I'm going to be this old woman even though she was probably like in her 40s. Yeah, she okay. looked like she was 75. I was very concerned. She was like in her 50s. Yeah. She was in her 50s. But yeah. she
0: looked yeah. like... She did look like 65.
1: <laughs> like it was... Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a no for me. It's a no for me. So, like, she establishes herself in all these different communities, like, but deeply in the Hispanic community. She's funding these charities and these scholarships. She's doing, like, she's working with radio programs, and she eventually meets and marries Pedro Unhel Montavo. Montavo, though he left, like. Really, really fast, though. Like, he got out of Dodge. I think he kind of peeped game and was like, I... Why
0: would he dip so quick? I got like
1: go? This man dipped a week after their marriage. A week. A
0: week It's crazy. Seven what? days. Why would you even marry her?
1: Hey, man, he got tricked. He thought it was
0: going to be something. <laughs> oh, he thought
1: <laughs> of what it was. He said, okay, I'm head out. He said, I'm going a- to head out, though. So, then, like... A few years have passed, and it's 1978, and she is, again, she's charged and convicted of illegally cashing 34 state and federal checks that belong to her tenants. They give this lady five years probation and order her to pay $4,000 in restitution.
0: I'm still stuck on my Tavo like, why do we... <laughs>
1: like this it it ain't it ain't gonna be like this so once again this little old lady quote unquote just gets probation and four thousand dollars in restitution even though she was trying to illegally cash 34 state and federal checks that did not belong to her I, i don't
0: know i'm not gonna blame like Law enforcement or whatever, whoever was taking care of business back then, but whoever was taking care of business back then was not. Taking why care we of business not because
1: why anything? we not tracking down her social? Why we not keeping up with folks why? by their social? That's what y'all yeah. gave them to us for. Yeah. Keep up with this lady by her social security she number. Just
0: away from anything. This
1: lady done changed her name 15 times and she would have got away with it too. <laughs> like, if it, just, see. Mm. And despite all evidence to the contrary, this lady still believed she was an able caretaker.
0: Mm.
1: Now, she opened her first boarding house in the 1970s. And they looked her up, like, they looked up to her with, like, such admiration. Because they were like, oh, this lady is doing so much for the community. Like, she had a reputation for taking in the tough cases, Like she wants the recovering alcoholic, she wants the drug addict. She's like, give me the mentally ill and the elderly. I'm like, is
0: that not suspicious? I don't know. I I think everything she freaking does. Because I
1: mean, some you there are people who have like just that touch. Like, yeah, I truly believe. But that's
0: just such a mix of people. Like that's such a mix of people. Like elderly people. Like that's so you like all over the place. You. All,
1: bro, so chaotic. Like it's so much going on. And everything that she has, it's like, bro. Pick an avenue. You can't. You can't just be swinging across the board like this. It don't. It don't work like that. So behind the scenes, like she had embarked on this journey, though. Like she, it was. It was leading to murder because this, and I guess this also further explain why she was all over the board with the kind of cases that she took into her house. But before we can even get to the second one, she lost her first one after getting caught signing her own name to her tennis benefit checks. Like, bro, nobody in the system decided they wanted to stop and say something. Nobody? Nobody. This lady is just losing house, boarding house, but it's okay. We're going to just let her get another one. In the 80s, she worked as a caretaker who drugged her clients and stole their valuables. By 82, she was sent to prison for theft and was released three years later. So now she'd have been to to jail three times, at least. Like, probation, I don't know how many, at least three times at this point. On top of paying back restitution, and we still... Letting this lady get away, like get away. Get, a, get away Let's with get away. like a boarding house, like she's just getting away scot right. free with for not even the real genuine crimes because
0: they wasn't even just taking it super serious. It don't seem like they were not, and maybe because were, of how she looked, but that was like a part of her. But gang. that was like,
1: a part of the game, exactly. And so then they're like, okay, we're gonna release her three years later, even though a state psychologist has diagnosed her as a schizophrenic now with no remorse or no regret, who should be closely monitored.
0: That's
1: crazy. So we went from having an unstable personality to now she's schizophrenic.
0: Yeah. Like, we're escalating. A a schizophrenic, pathological liar.
1: Like, we are escalating so fast here. Like, goodness. So, instead, she opens up a second boarding house where she quickly goes back to her old tricks. She took in what they would call, like, shadow people. So, these are people who are, like, essentially homeless. They don't have any close friends or families. Like, people who wouldn't be noticed if they disappear. She knew
0: what she
1: was doing. Oh, she knew what she was doing because some of them did begin Mm -hmm. to disappear and no one noticed. Mm -hmm. Even probation officers would stop by her house and she would just explain that they were, you know, that the people living at her house were guests or friends, not boarders. So you, she telling her probation officer, yeah, I'm not renting this house. These are just my my friends. But like, they didn't want to
0: further investigate. It's just like nobody was.
1: Nobody took this lady serious.
0: Nothing.
1: In April of '82, a 61 year old woman named Ruth Monroe moved into her house. They were business partners, you know, to
0: Dorothea's.
1: Yes, to to Dorothea's house. They were business partners and essentially friends, like. And Ruth's children, well, her son, I don't know about her daughter. If Her daughter came often. But her son would come see her all the time. And he was like, you know, Dorothea's going to take care of you because, you know, he said she used to pride herself on being this old good nurse. And so soon after Ruth moved in, she dies from an overdose of cocaine and acetaminophen. Codeine. Codeine. I am. Ha ha! That's funny. Yeah. So she dies from an overdose of codeine and acetaminophen. And when the police arrived, like she told them that she had been depressed because.
0: Well, and then didn't they say like she was giving her drinks like alcohol and like yes, like
1: mint liquor, mint liquor. Who drinks mint liquor? Right. That should have been a red flag in itself, but like Ruth didn't drink and she's now drinking this mint liquor. She's overdosing on codeine and acetaminophen and Dorothea just calls and she's like, yeah, my friend was depressed due to her husband's terminal illness and the police were like, well, okay, that works for us and ruled her death as a suicide and moved on. Never went back, never looked at and just went on. Dorothea then goes as far as to call Ruth's children to pick her up, but pick her items up and saying, your mom gave me everything and handed them back an empty purse.
0: Which is crazy. An empty purse. This lady she was took all to of her money, friend, took, took all of her jewelry, took all of everything. Because, mind you, Ruth had money. Because she was bankrolling the entire Dor- yeah, because so they, they were had. they had
1: come together and done a business, and Ruth was bankrolling it all. Because Dorothea would come back every so often to say,
0: "Oh, it's probably why Dorothea killed her because they lost the business." Because they
1: genuinely probably actually yes. lost the business,
0: but they did lose business, and I guess Dorothea was just mad because she didn't want to be broke and was like, "Well, I'm just gonna kill her and take over her money and her stuff." Right, that junk is crazy. Like, get you a job. They just get you. Be be genuine.
1: You know. So a few weeks later, the police returned to the house after Malcolm McKenzie, he was a 74-year-old pensioner, whom she had picked up at a bar, accused Dorothea of drugging and stealing from him. But he he got away. He wasn't going to stay up in there. He didn't really have time for that. So in 1982, in August, she was convicted of three theft charges and sentenced to five years in prison.
0: I just feel like that's not enough. No, it's like she going to jail and she coming out worse. She like going she going in and, she and out. out. She, she coming up with a great plan. She well, like, next you know, time, I'm going to do, do it this, this way.
1: <laughs> I think I should do it this way this time. Because I didn't get caught that. Like she is literally going in. Like she went to jail the first time. She was fine. She come out. Now she unstable. She go in, come back out. She's schizophrenic. What, what's going to be next yeah. when she go in and come out? So while she's in prison she meets this 77 year old retiree from Oregon named Everson Gilmouth they develop a pen pal friendship and when she's released in 85 after serving three years of her five-year sentence like three must be her lucky number because all she doing is three like he met her outside the prison driving a red 1984 pickup Their relationship develops very quickly, and they were soon making wedding plans. I don't know how far that went. I'm assuming it went pretty far, because in 85, Dorothea hires a handyman named Ismael Flores to install some wood paneling in her home. But after he finished, she was like, "I, I got one more thing I need you to do for me, like, if you don't mind. She needs him to build her a six-foot-long box so she can fill it with books and a few other assorted items before they would then bring the box to a storage facility. But they never made it to the storage facility because on the way, she abruptly asked him to pull over and was like, just, can you help me push the box into the water?
0: That is crazy.
1: (laughs) Gets halfway
0: there and it's like... You know what? Actually. Like, did he not think that was suspicious? No, I'm not pushing your box into the water. (laughs) Because
1: why are we pushing the box?
0: Because why would I do that? A six-foot... For books and assorted items? No. Be for real. One that he just built, right? Yeah, he just built it for her. That's crazy. So, on New Year's
1: Day, a fisherman spots the box and noticed it looks suspiciously like a coffin. He informs the police and, you know, they soon... Start doing an investigation. They find the decomposing body of an elderly man inside.
0: Who was Gilmouth?
1: Ah, ding, ding, ding. See, Puente continued to collect Gilmouth's pension and wrote letters to his family explaining that the reason he had not contacted them was because he was ill. So he didn't feel good. So he couldn't talk back to them. He didn't feel real good at all laying in a box floating in the river. Mm. Now, she continued to maintain the boarding house, taking in 40 new tenants. However, it would be even just three more years before they could identify the body as one of the tenants in her house. It wasn't until 1988 that suspicions first came about that one of her tenants, 52-year-old Alvaro Montoya, who went by Burt, went missing. See he my toy struggled with mental health issues and he had been homeless for some time. But he had been referred to Dorothea's house because like of her reputation, like welcoming people in and his friend with Judy was the mm-hmm. one I think, like, pulled some strings and was like, Okay, if I can find you a place where you wanna go, like, will you go? And um
0: Because he was staying with like yeah, he was he staying at be, um, yeah alcohol. rehab. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: staying at an alcohol rehab because that's just where I guess he got the I most feel routine, feel just the best routine. So his friend Judy was an outreach counselor with Volunteers of America, and when she like she became suspicious when he vanished because she was like that's you know kind of out of character for him, and she didn't buy Dorothea's explanation that he had just left on vacation. So she alerts the police, who went to the boarding house. They were met by a little Dorothea, an elderly woman supposedly with big glasses who repeated her story that he was simply on vacation. So another tenant, John Sharp, John Sharp, ah, John Sharp, Sharp, Sharp. he backs her up, but as the police prepared to leave, he slips them a message. She's making me lie for her.
0: Like he said, bruh, I thought it was she wants me What you say? She's making me lie for her. Just mm. cut that out. Cut! Uh, <laughs> so she, he, like, John slips
1: them this note, and it's like, you know, she's, she's making me lie for her. Because he, like, she digging some holes in the backyard. Okay. I, I don't know what they for. I don't know where Montoya is. I don't know what's going on, but I do know she wants me to lie. And she digging holes. He's like, I don't want to be next, and I don't blame him because I wouldn't want to be next because I'm finna throw it. I'm finna throw it in my hand too. So they return and searched the house, but they found nothing. So they, you know, ask for permission to dig up her yard, and she's like. I think she was a little fairly hesitant at first. Yeah, but they she were,
0: was like, well, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, like, why? But they were like, oh,
1: we just, you know, I want to check and just clear you. And she was like, oh, okay, well, like, go like go ahead. Like, y'all can get achieved. She even gives them, like, an extra shovel. Like, y'all, like, have fun. So she then comes back and she asks, like, okay, would it be okay if I, like, go get something to drink or get a coffee and come back? And they're like, yeah. Because, you know, she wasn't under arrest at that point. They were just, like, a little suspicious. So, they say yes. She starts to dig. She flees to Los Angeles. She gets ghosts because what they start finding in her backyard, bro, blew my mind. They dug up 78-year-old Leona Carpenter and then six more bodies after that. Like, this lady had seven bodies in her backyard. Bill Woods was one of the guys working on the case. He, like, also found this, like, piece of cushy carpet in her house. And he pulls it up, and he gets this, like, foul. this stench, and he's like, what is that? Yeah. It apparently was putrefied body fluid from her that victims. Is
0: disgusting. Apparently, that was where she decapitated him. Yeah, and like wrapped their bodies up and like
1: covered it with lies. She was working hard. Like yes. But and she just looked like a fragile old lady. She and looks, she, baby,
0: she was on them hands and them knees. She looked so
1: frail. Like I feel like the wind would blow her over yes. and this lady is crazy. Crazy. For five days she was like on the run. She had got ghosts. She was not playing with these folks. But then she gets like spotted in a bar and a guy recognizes her from tv and he like "Oh, i'm gonna call the police
0: That's, and he did right
1: as he should have because please call the police so on her way back she insisted that she hadn't killed anyone claiming and i quote she says i used to be a very good person at one time
0: but it's like, okay, that makes me think you've done really bad things if you're saying I used to be a very good Because well, like, why are you in the you past didn't... tense? Yeah, because that means you're no longer a good person. Like, are you. So, what What have you done? Like, what have you done? So, tell me. I mean, other than the long rap sheet that we know she already had. Okay,
1: because she'd have been in and out and in and out. Like, she has spent so much if time. It's like after so
0: long, you would think they would just keep on.
1: Like, why they ain't keep you yet? Like, they should have kept you. You've mm-hmm. been there. You Too passed your time. third strike. Right. Like
0: right. Right. so why you why they keep you?
1: So she is charged with a total of nine murders. Her boyfriend, 77-year-old Everson Gilmore, and eight tenants. Ruth Monroe, who was sixty-one, Leona Carpenter, 78, Bert Montoya, 51, Dorothy Miller, 64, Benjamin Fink 55 James Gallup 62 Vera Faye Martin 64 and Betty Palmer 78 and according to like investigators most of her victims had been drugged until they overdosed so like she was moving fairly mm-hmm. slow but fairly quickly at the same time cuz she was dropping bodies mm-hmm. like she then wrapped them in bed sheets and plastic lining before she drugged them to, like, these open pits in her backyard and just buried them.
0: That's crazy.
1: That is crazy! And, like, so throughout her trial, like, they tried to portray her as either, like, this sweet grandma, but, like, she was really a manipulative criminal who preyed on the weak. Like, you're preying on alcoholics and the mentally ill and the elderly and, and people who essentially don't have any family or people to check up on them. Like, that's... That's... Crazy, like I don't even, I don't even think I could. I, I honestly have words like that is just crazy. That it doesn't know. So her, her lawyers tried to argue that she might be a thief, but she wasn't a murderer.
0: Booze the saying, if you steal, you kill. If you lie, you
1: steal. <laughs> if you steal, you kill.
0: Like they never heard that.
1: They They must have never heard that before. They ne- they heard that must have got made last year. <laughs> Cause. I- just trying to understand i didn't know about that they just saying stuff they just saying stuff like y'all, so you she...
0: believe that. they be defending these people and i'm like i know you don't believe what i you know saying. you don't
1: believe what you say i can't do it because I, I i'm gonna get up there and say she did it i can't
0: defend her I'm i can't sorry.
1: defend how she did it and that, that's breaking all the codes which is why i did not go down that avenue as a career choice right. So she's continuously denying all these bodies in her backyard or how they got here. She's just like, I don't know. I don't have nothing to do with that. I don't know how they got there. But pathologists testified that they hadn't been able to fix the cause of death for any of the corpses. Now, the prosecutor, John O'Mara, though, he called over 130 witnesses to the stand. Because they stated she used sleeping pills to drug her tenants. She suffocated them and then hired convicts to bury them in the yard. Oh wow. Bro, if she went through all of that to just make sure that her is her tracks were covered, this right. lady. It's crazy. Right. Cause like cause I'm like when, okay, if you see her, she's small. Like she yeah. might have been what, all of five, two, maybe. <laughs> these were some big tenants. I know she just ain't so that would make sense that she hiring these outside folks like, hey. Dig that hole for me. I got 50 bucks for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, there was this one drug, Dalmain, which is a drug that was used for insomnia, was found in all seven of the bodies that they exhumed to do checks. And in 1993, after several days of deliberations and a deadlocked jury, she was ultimately convicted of all three murders and received back-to-back life sentences. Just three, though. Not all nine. I'm uh-huh. like, she killed. Oh, she, at least nine that we nine know. of. people. But they could not essentially prove that she did or did not kill those people, as unfortunately as their untimely demises approached them. I'm just like, how you can't? If you're gonna get her for three, you can get her for nine because essentially they're all the same thing. But right. she was. All
0: these people died the same way.
1: Though. All these people died the same way, but we can only This was get her a for different
0: three.
1: time. Different time. Different time. It's like the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. We still losing stuff in, in documents and translations. Not, not translations. What well, actually, am I?
0: She went in freaking um, court. She went to court in 1993.
1: Yeah, like, so... so I, but Bro, okay. I like Look, grandparents
0: should have better resources. Yeah, I should have had better resources. Like, you should have been able childhood. to beat on her. Well, but that I guess that is correct, though, because she had been killing people for a couple of years.
1: At that point, at least yeah. for about 10 years, because she started around the 80s with 82 with Ruth Monroe.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's just the person we know about. So, yeah. God forbid, she was killing before Ruth, so they incarcerated her at Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla, California. For the rest of her life, she maintained her innocence, insisting that all of her borders had died of natural causes. All of them. <laughs> Everybody. I'm like, and that
0: just makes me so mad, because it's like, okay, you're going to jail, you're getting your life sentences, like, just say you did it, like, for at least, a, I mean, clearly, some of these people, family members, just didn't care, because they were never able to find out who they were, but, like, for people like Bert, like, who had people that really cared about him, like, you know, say, like, yeah, I did it, just for their peace of mind, like, they know you did it, but sometimes it's, like, better if... Just apologize. Yeah, Be like, like you, you know, hear where- it out of their mouth. That's just crazy to me. Like, there's no sense in still just faking and lying. But, again, she was a pathological liar. With an unstable personality. She probably convinced herself that she She, didn't do it.
1: It probably was somebody else in her head. But at that point, we should have gotten friends some help. Yeah. Like, once y'all, first of all, if y'all had her in prison, jail, whichever, because there's a difference, y'all got her locked up, you know she is schizophrenic, you see she is schizophrenic. Why did you let her out, let alone early on her conditions? Right. When that was already her third strike as is. Now like let's let's talk about it. <laughs> like it just did not it didn't make sense to me. No, it didn't there was matter. no reason she should have been able to kill any of these people. She just got within the cracks with, like, these different last names and them, not keeping up with records and just even her own delusions and believing that she was probably doing something right. Like, she probably thought she did. Helping the
0: community by killing people is not it.
1: Yeah, that's not it. But she at least was like, you know, I'm I'm doing good for the community. I'm getting these... I'm putting this money back into the but community. You can't help,
0: though you can't have the community off of killing people. Donating clothes, clothes that ain't yours.
1: off money that's not yours, but the clothes you donate are the clothes that you took from this person you just killed. That's crazy. Like you're your and own. They buried in your
0: backyard.
1: Like you are your own walking contradiction. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Like, but what I did love, I think my favorite part about this case was that Montoya, Burt's friend, Judy, she flew his family out for his funeral, and she even did his eulogy. Oh, sweet. Like, she genuinely cared about him, and she wanted to know, and she was not going for Dorothea's crap. She was like, bruh, I do not believe your story, and I'm calling the police. Yeah. Because he missing.
0: And if it wasn't for Judy and freaking um, John... John- Like, they would have never found out. And this lady would have did it, did that until she died. Until she
1: literally could not have done it anymore. And that's wild in itself. That is crazy. So you just got to really be careful who you trust. Because, like, this lady is pretending to be some old lady, and her neighbors are like, yeah, she was just a sweet old lady. I never would have thought like, she got a box of kittens in
0: her house. like right. just to make herself look nicer. To, like... But, like, I don't know, like, who just has a box of kittens? I don't know, but that is kind of freaking crazy. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't have no box of kittens. I makes out in, like, two.
0: Like, <laughs> I, got but, I um, can't... I can't do no more than that. You just trying everything. Like, the generic, oh, box of kittens. Like, of course you look super nice if you got a box of kittens. Okay. Like, it's kittens. You got the big
1: glad, the big granny glasses and the little... Dips on the side of the frames. So I'm like, bruh, you you really look like an old lady, but that's not who you are. You look like a good person, and you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really, really hurting people. Like, you're killing people. And that just blows my mind. Like, I, I genuinely wonder, like, if I could figure out how tall she was, because... That that really just blew my mind. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I can see how tall she was. Like, I don't know, y'all, but I promise this lady, she looked like she couldn't have been, like, no more than 5'2 max. Yeah, she looked tiny. She looked tiny, like, I would expect cookies from this type of grandma. Not she murder.
0: not
1: giving out that. Not murder. And then what happened
0: to her kids? Like, do we know anything else about Freak,
1: No, her kids are gone. She gave one to her relative and one up for adoption. She said, F them kids. I am not raising them. But it's hard to raise kids when you're trying to be a serial killer. I don't know, Buddy managed and so did a few others, but... I have no idea where her kids are, and they probably have no idea she was even their mama. Okay. Like, because One probably thinks that they're related to her, because she did give one to a relative in Sacramento, but the other one was just like, ah, she put her up for adoption and kind of just went about her business. Well. Well! That's
0: the story of Dorothea...
1: Puente, that is the, the, Puente, the grandma serial killer. (laughs) Y'all, and I mean the glasses and the hair, she really was like, she was working this grandma front. I can't hold you. She was. She probably would have tricked me with some cookies, I can't lie. Maybe a nice knitted blanket. Mm. I couldn't stay with her. No. No. But, I mean, I could stop by the, the mailbox and yeah, we could have a quick including, conversation.
0: Including food in the room and board so she could drug them.
1: Yes, family. room and board. All the freaking food was free to stay there. I wonder
0: why. I don't know exactly
1: why. Because <laughs> she's drugging them folks, like you said. Like, dude, I wonder if they, like, oh, they charged charge her with two first-degree murders and one second-degree murder. What's the difference? Google. Google is always...
0: Our friend.
1: Google is always our friend. Okay, so first degree is the intentional killing of another person by someone who has acted willfully, deliberately, or with planning. So is that where you get, like, okay, like premeditated intent to kill? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, which one is worse? I get confused because you guys... I'm pretty sure
0: it's second degree. It's but isn't
1: there a third degree? Well, second degree is intentional, but it wasn't premeditated. Yeah, I think
0: they like go down the list. So, like, it's first degree, like, on purpose, second degree, like, and down uh, the line, yeah. like that. So, like, first degree, like, you should begin like for.
1: But then you got burns, and it goes the opposite way. So, like, third degree burn is are, the worst.
0: Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, uh, That's crazy.
1: Gotta be trying to keep up. Like, I mean, you know, it be what it be. So,
0: anyways, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed our <laughs> podcast zero. Yeah. We had to finally bring those
1: dreams to fruition. hmm hmm And throw it on the podcast. So, like, bear with us. We're learning. You know, we're
0: trying. Trying. Really.
1: So, like, you yeah, got
0: love
1: those kinks. You got ideas. You got you know, tidbit, advice. Like, we love constructive criticism. we we talking
0: too much. Say something! Let us know. Let
1: us know, like... Because we're, you know, eventually gonna get a Patreon. You know, we want to be able to upgrade the equipment, bring you guys, you know, better sounding recording material, and just, you know, being able to have the time to also be able to do it more frequently. You know, we just want to... We want to get you guys at least an episode like once a week, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably on the weekends because we're busy Monday through Fridays, unfortunately. But, you know, probably on
0: the weekends. Um, but we do take constructive criticism and feedback and suggestions and everything. So if you want to send it to us, you can send it to our Gmail, which I do not know.
1: Ah, uh, because I made it. It is Shadowed Secrets podcast 2023 at gmail.com just gonna type in that shadow secrets from our title at in podcast two zero two three at gmail.com we're going to try to bring you guys an Instagram too cuz we want to drop some pictures cuz sometimes you just got to see this stuff to believe it People look like <laughs> cuz
0: bro and sometimes see like the freaking box coffin that she thought was just going to float this away. This float into... away down
1: the riverbank. Yeah, like no, these honey. people are crazy. Sometimes you just got to see it to believe it. Yeah. So, if you like us, give us a thumbs up, tell your friends, tell your friends. Family, like we love to run our mouths, and we would love hey, y'all to listen in, tune in, and just get some more information about the people hiding in your shadows, bro. I never knew anything about this crazy old lady until now. Yeah. Now I'm afraid of all grandmothers.
0: I I can't. I can't. Those the ones that look like grandmothers. Anyways, this is our episode. Bye guys. Bye guys.